The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again, in reply, spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet, my calves fatted cattle are killed and everything is ready come to the feast some ignored the invitation and went away one to his farm another to his business the rest laid hold of his servants mistreated them and killed them the king was enraged and sent his troops destroyed those murderers and burned their city then he said to his servants the feast is ready But those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite the feet to the feast, whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, How is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. And the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. The heart of it all, our faith, our Catholic faith, is about a relationship. It's about living in a relationship. And so I found it really helpful, if I want to advance in that relationship, to make things relatable. You see Jesus here, he speaks in parables, he speaks in these similes because he wants to make things relatable. But for me, I don't know about you, but for me, thinking about the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a wedding feast It doesn't quite get there for me. Um, So I'd like to throw out an invitation to you to say, what is heaven like? Because if if that's our mission, that's our, our life's goal is to make it to heaven, wouldn't it be helpful to have a little bit of an idea about what it is that we're heading to? You know, to say, well, it's a wedding feast. All right, but... Does that really get you? Does that really make it, is that really relatable for you? Maybe it is. If it is, great. But maybe try this. Think about a moment in your life that you experienced an intense love, an intense closeness with other people. I'll share with you one experience like that for me. I was invited to a hospital, and it was the maternity ward, and I walked into the room, and the mother and the father were there with their new baby, of course, and the grandmother was there. And as I walked in, just to, take, just to have a visit, instantly I was uh, given this little baby. Um, I'd never held a baby that young before. I mean, she fit in these two hands just like this. And they were ecstatic about this little baby girl. I found out later 
after being in that room with that family that the mother had miscarried six times and this was her first child she was able to carry to term and hold in her arms. And I could tell you as I was in that room holding that baby, there was just this intense love, this intense warmth. Now, you all have your own personal story like that, whatever it is, hopefully many. Now, here's the thing. Say to yourself, heaven is better than that. Heaven is better than that. That's what I mean when I talk about make it relatable. All right, so we got that first step, right? You have your story. Okay, heaven is better than that. We see here the wedding feast. We're being given this image. Well, it goes even further. There's a lot here. This is us. This is our world today. This is our circumstances. Even though these words were said some 2,000 years ago, they're meant for us. So what's the invitation then? We know what the wedding feast is. The wedding feast is heaven. But what's the invitation? Well, the invitation goes out to everyone. Everyone is invited. What is the invitation? It's the church here on earth. Anyone can walk through those doors into this church. doesn't matter if you're the biggest sinner. It doesn't matter if you're still struggling with sin, if you're holding on to sin. If you hate God, he doesn't stop you from walking through those doors. Everyone is invited. Everyone. Okay. But we're not talking about heaven here, are we? We're talking about the church. We're talking about the invitation. Everyone is invited to the or is invited. Everyone is given an invitation. But not everyone is going to make it into heaven if they don't put on their wedding garments. So what does that mean? All of us are sinners. Every single one of us. I'll put myself right up in there amongst the best of them and say that I I am a sinner and that I continue to fall and stumble into my sins. Right? We all are. But what makes a difference is if you put that wedding garment on. And how do you do that? You allow yourself to be transformed. To be changed. To be lifted up out of your sins. You know, God doesn't say, it's okay, you can come in here in your old, dirty, grubby garments. You don't have to change your ways and you can enter into heaven. He throws that guy out. At least the king does here, right? No, God's saying, I want to call all of you who are sinners. Allow my grace to transform you so that you can become saints. Because the only people in heaven are saints who were formerly sinners. Some real big ones. That's the invitation to us that we experience here in this church. It's an invitation to be transformed, to be changed. So there's one other thing I want to share with you because, like I said, I, I like to be relational because I, like, I want this to be personal. I want to know what's going on. I don't want just some, some pious words or some theological ideas. I want this to be a relationship. I want to dive in and enter into that as much as possible. And you're telling me here to get to heaven, I need to put on my wedding garment. So 
I was always the kid in the back of the class who'd raise my hand and say, yeah, but, but, you know, and ask all the questions, a million of them. So that's me to God today. I'd say, okay, God, but how do I put on my wedding garment? How do, what is it? How do I know that I have it? And the answer, I think, at least in one way or one sense, is I see it as this. Again, that willingness for transformation. So let me look at my sins and ask God for the help to avoid them. Okay, but let's get even more practical than that. I used to play baseball in high school. And I was terrible at hitting the curveball. I would sit in the batting cage. I remember sometimes it would go three, four days where I would try to hit the curveball coming off the pitching machine, and I would whiff it every time, every time. And my coach would be standing there beside me, say, okay, do this, you know, don't chop at the ball, you know, get behind, all these little adjustments. The whole time he was standing behind me saying, do this, try that. And then all of a sudden, one day I connect. And you know what my my coach stopped doing at that point? He stopped telling me, okay, change this, do this, do that. And he focused on what I did do correctly. I think that can be helpful for us in our, in our journey and being transformed out of our sin. When we're stumbling and falling, it's important for us to know, okay, how am I stumbling and falling? But that's not our whole life. Our whole life, we often will connect, we'll hit the ball. And so it's really important to pay attention to those successes and to hold on to those and to repeat those. One of my favorite things to tell people as they leave the confessional, having confessed their sins and received absolution, is they say, when you came in here, you were on, focusing on what you were doing wrong. Now go out there and focus on what you do right. That's one way to put on your wedding gown.